Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're looking at uh, the, the closing verses of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. We're looking at it through your new version of the New Testament, Colin, The Truth. And uh, as we've been looking at this chapter 5 and 6, it seems to be describing how we should live even more than what we should say, husbands and wives, parents and children, employer, employee. It's all about behavior, isn't it? Yes, it's the outworking of these wonderful principles that Paul outlines in the early chapters of Ephesians. And this is usually Paul's method. He he lays the good foundational doctrinal um, foundation, and then he builds on it. And he what he builds on it is very, very practical. So people see clearly, well, this is the way you are to live. This is how wives are to act. This is how husbands are to act. This is how children are to act. This is how bosses are to act. This is how employees are to act, and so on. And we now come to a very, very important uh, passage, but one that is, I think, often misused. Um, How we are all to uh, react and relate to what goes on in the spiritual realm, recognizing that although we are filled with the Holy Spirit of God as believers, Yet there are many other spirits that are at work in the world and in society all around us. And that is so obviously true uh, in our society today. Um, So Paul says in in verse 10 of chapter 6, Above all, be strong in your faith and dependence on the Lord, on his might and power. We all need to remember that without faith we cannot please God. So faith has to be a way of life. Faith has to be the way in which we trust God and outwork our faith in his word in the practical circumstances of our lives day by day. Paul says he has provided his protection for you in several ways. Clothed with his gifts and resources, you will be able to stand against all the devil's disruptive tactics. Now, we have to remember that we do have an enemy because we belong to Christ. We have the devil and all his demonic powers as our enemies. Now, uh, it's, it's, it's not a question of saying, oh, well, in that case, I don't want to be a Christian because if you're not a Christian, you're already in the devil's camp. Your, your life is already impacted by many demonic forces, even though you may not realize it. So what Paul says when he's writing to the Colossians is that when we become believers, God rescues us from that. He takes us out of the dominion of darkness. He takes us out of Satan's influence and brings us into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of his son. We become part of the kingdom of God. But then those forces that used to dominate and control our lives want to try to still have an influence, would like, if they were able, to drag us away from Christ and back into the standards of the world. So Paul says we've got to be alert. We've got to stand firm in our faith against all the devil's tactics, his disruptive tactics. And he points out in verse 12, your battle is not against people, but against the negative spiritual forces that influence and control them against the spiritual rulers, authorities, and powers that are at work in this world that is in bondage to the darkness of sin. 
they are in league with those evil spiritual forces that exist outside the world. So, you know, just as the Spirit of God is working in creation, and of course the Spirit of God fills all heaven where uh, the whole heavenly creation is in submission to God and worshiping and glorifying him. So Satan is seeking to influence the world. He was given leave to go to and fro over the world to test the hearts of men. Uh, but there is also, not in heaven, but sort of between earth and heaven, in the spiritual realm, powers and authorities that want to dominate nations and areas and cities and so on, as well as individuals. And Paul says our real fight is against those powers. It's not against people. It's against those powers that are often controlling people or influencing them or are working through them. Now, you would expect that of the world because the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. But what Paul is also well aware of is that those spiritual forces can also operate through the lives of believers. It doesn't mean that they're possessed of demonic spirits or anything crazy like that. The Spirit of Christ lives in them. But they can still allow themselves, if they're living in disobedience and sin, they can still allow the, um, these other alien spirits to actually have control and influence of our lives. And Paul is saying that is where the real battle is. It's not just a question of looking at people, being critical of people, or judging people. We know we're not to do that. That's God's prerogative, not ours. But what we're to be aware of is the spiritual forces that come against us individually, that come against the church, that come against the kingdom of God, that come against the purposes of God, and that want to try to keep society in sin and in bondage, and therefore want to keep individuals in sin and bondage. That's where our real fight is. So we've got a fight that has to be undertaken in prayer as well as in witness, in the exercise of the authority that God has given us over all the power of the evil one. And this is something that a lot of Christians don't sufficiently appreciate because they don't want to get involved in that sort of spiritual battle that goes on. But if you don't get involved in that battle, then as sure as eggs are eggs, those negative spiritual forces are going to have an influence in your life. Why don't people want to engage in your experience? I think partly because they don't understand these things, because they've never been sufficiently taught about them, and partly because of fear, because they're, they're not the people of faith who believe that there is nothing to fear because God has given us the authority over all these forces. So uh, it, it, it's really a matter of burying their head in the sand, of sort of denial really, that, that either these spirits exist or these spirits could in any way have any influence or try to attack them in any way. But I, 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 all through my ministry, I've been so conscious that you know people come with problems and this and that and the other, and they want to talk about the problem. And what they don't realize is what lies behind the problem. And yes, it's not a question of blaming the devil for everything because the devil only has the opportunity or these other spirits only have the opportunity when there is sin or some kind of disobedience or weakness in our lives. Weakness by, I mean, lack of faith. Uh, that gives the enemy his opportunity. So it, it isn't just a question of, of coming against these things in prayer. We've got to come against the enemy with the truth 
That's why this is called the truth New Testament. Because, you see, it's the truth, Jesus says, walking in the truth that will enable us to walk and live in freedom. And the devil has got no answer to the truth. And what if people live by the truth, they will say no to these attacks of the evil one. It's not just a question of, you know, putting on your armor before you get out of bed, because actually this is armor you should never take off. Uh, and and we're, we're going to talk in detail tomorrow about this armor and really what Paul means by it, because it is so, so misunderstood by most Christians. A little while ago, we did a series of programs about this, uh, and because I believe it's so important that we understand uh, really the, the essence of what Paul is saying and how this is to influence our attitude. But you see, he starts this whole passage uh, in, in this letter to the Ephesians by saying we've got to stand firm in our faith, that it, it's, it's believing in the, the truth, believing in the authority that God has given us, believing in the power that he has made available to us that enables us to overcome everything that comes against us. You know, some people go from one sickness to another, and they never really appreciate that what has been attacking them is a spirit of infirmity. And therefore, you've got to come against the spirit of infirmity, overcome that, and then you won't have one sickness after another. So recognizing the enemy is vital. And one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is discerning of spirits. And in my experience, that is perhaps the gift of the Spirit that is most lacking in the church, most lacking in the sense that people just do not use it. Uh, I mean, it's there because if we are filled with the Holy Spirit, all the gifts of the Spirit are there and are available to us. But I, I think it's almost frightening, Julia, that in, in so many churches and even among so many church leaders, there is so little discernment of these spiritual things that people come up against problems at a natural, rational level without realizing, wait a minute, we as Christians have been given a spiritual power and authority which gives us spiritual victory. But if we don't exercise that authority, if we don't use that spiritual power that God has given us, then we won't see the spiritual victory. And you can't reason your way against spiritual forces. And, you know, Jesus says that you have got to speak to the mountain and command it to move. The mountain is often the spiritual thing that is happening there and then. It's not a question of praying about the mountain or praying about the situation and asking God to resolve it. We have a spiritual authority that we have to use. You see Jesus doing this all the way through his ministry, and you see the way that Jesus taught the disciples to do this. You read through the Acts of the Apostles, and you see how they exercise the spiritual authority that God had given them. And this is what Paul is urging uh, on the church in, in Ephesus. They live in this very liberal, libertine society where these other spirits are operating all around them, just as is happening in this nation today and in the world today. These spirits are having such an influence, and we have got to rise up in victory and overcome them. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 